plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. On Dolphins, your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Dolphins, and welcome into the Tuesday, September the 19th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I'm here to bring you your Daily dose of Miami Dolphins football, and on today's show, a statistical recap of the Chargers game, breaking down snap counts, yards per play, points per possession. This is the ultimate analytics episode of the show. Also, Lawrence Timmons, what in the hell is going on with the Dolphins' new linebacker? That and much, much more on today's show. But first, I have to remind you guys to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, tuned in, wherever you get your podcast from. Go ahead and drop me a five-star rating. Write me a nice review. We have a nice promotion we're giving away with the reviews. I'll get to that here in a second. Helps the podcast grow, helps it get bigger for me, helps me keep doing it, helps you guys out in the process. You know how this all works by now. Also, don't forget to check out the Lockdown Sports family of podcasts, including the Lockdown NFL podcast and the Lockdown Heat podcast for national and local coverage of your favorite teams. And lastly, follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL and the show on Twitter at Lockdown Fins. Check out my personal website, thirdand10.com, where there's going to be the week two of all the quarterbacks, uh, film study and grades, everything going up live. That'll be tomorrow morning, a Wednesday morning. And the first piece of Jay Cutler film study for the season for you guys. So check that out, thirdand10.com. And one last thing before we get into the meat of this show, gotta tell you guys about Pro Football Focus and their partnership with us here at the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network. Pro Football Focus is giving away a free Edge subscription. That is a $40 value. What is a PFF Edge subscription? Well, it gives you access to NFL player grades, snap counts, positional ranks. If you watch the games on Sunday Night Football on NBC, they will show you the player's positional rank, and that is based off of PFF, Pro Football Focus, fantasy projections, rankings, tools, and charts, NFL draft coverage with PFF profiles and stats for college players, PFF fantasy, NFL draft articles, team and player pages featuring PFF stats for every team across the league and where they rank across the league. Jeff Ratcliffe will be joining the Locked on fantasy podcast every thursday for 10 minutes and mike renner will be joining the locked on nba podcast every wednesday you guys can win a free pff edge subscription and here is how you do it go into itunes or apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling it nowadays leave a review for this podcast include your twitter handle in the review and each week we will choose a random winner from those that left reviews speaking of that we have our first entrant into the pff edge subscription sweepstakes it is jswag125 his comment is, Travis, I love your analysis and post. I tune in every day when you post and read your tweets often. Keep up the good work. And that is at Bryant 16 on Twitter. Again, that's at Bryant 16 on Twitter. Thanks a lot, JC. I appreciate that, man. And by writing that review, you have put yourself into consideration for the free PFF Edge subscription. I'll let you guys know when the winner of that is chosen and how we get to that. 
But JC, you are the first official entrance entrant into that. And just remember, it's across all podcasts from the Lockdown Podcast Network. So you have a chance to get yourself a free PFF Edge subscription. All right, guys, let's get back into the Dolphins game on Sunday against the Los Angeles Chargers at StubHub Stadium in Carson, California. And yesterday's show was more about the quick reactions from the film and what I saw and, and kind of some things I took away from the rewatch on the game. Today, I want to get into more of the statistical side of it. I want to give kind of every perspective on this podcast, with whether it's film review, whether it's stats. I think that everything goes into the formula for what is consists of analysis, if, if you will. So you kind of have the stats to back up the film and vice versa. And I just wanted to kind of riff on some of the snap counts here, talk about some of the interesting things I see from the Dolphins' snap counts. And on offense, they were on the field for 68 plays, which is a good number. That's about where you want to be, you know, give or take a little bit here and there. But last year, they were dead last in the league in plays ran. So good to see them having 68 plays ran and kind of get themselves into a little bit of efficiency and move the chains on third down, that type of thing. The interesting thing from the start on this one is Jay Ajayi getting 64 snaps out of the 68. That's a 94.12% clip. Absolutely insane. Kenyon Drake had just one rep and Damian Williams had three. So those guys very sparingly used. I have to imagine that won't be the balance all year because Jay or any running back for that matter is not built for that type of abuse. So very interesting there. The receivers, Jarvis Landry, 62, Devontae Parker, 63, Kenny Still, 60, Leontay Carew, 2, and Jakeem Grant, 1. So that really tells you who the Dolphins' top three receivers are. Not that we ever had a question about that, but they activate five guys for game day. Carew and Grant only see a combined three reps on the entire day. Also kind of tells you the Dolphins ran with a lot of that uh, 11 personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, the one... the. Whenever you go by personnel, the first number is the running back, the second number is the tight ends, and then you know you have five linemen, you know how you have a quarterback, and that tells you how many receivers there are on the field. So 11 personnel means one running back, one tight end, three receivers. Dolphins were in that for the majority of the game as Julius Thomas had 65 reps himself, Anthony Fasano just 16, and Marquise Gray had three. Marquise Gray got beaten across his face on one really bad botched block, so that probably ruined his day in terms of getting back onto the field for the offense. And then the offensive line, uh, Bushrod and James were both at 68 for the whole time. Tunzel, 68. Mike Pouncey, 68. So everyone except for the left guard played the entire game. And then the left guard went a two-third split with Anthony Steen getting 46 and Jesse Davis getting 22. As I mentioned on Twitter and in the show yesterday, I thought the offensive line played a very good game. If you get that kind of performance from this offensive line for the course of the entire season, this is going to be a playoff team. There's no question about that. Keeping those guys healthy and playing that well is going to be absolutely key. So not a lot of transition on, on offense there. Not a lot of substitutions used on offense. They knew what they wanted to do. They put their best players in the field at Adam Gaze, lined them up and ran it and got a win on the road. Tough environment, tough circumstances. Good for them. But those are the offensive snap counts. Let's get into the defense ones here. And on defense, you'll you tend to see a lot more volatility in the snap counts. I mean, obviously, offensive linemen don't really rotate. The left guard position was a very unique situation. A lot of teams won't do that, or never have do that, or you know, a lot of players won't go through that. But rotating those guys in a two-third split or a, a two-to-one split, I should say, is kind of interesting. But on defense, you get a lot more rotation. Particularly on the defensive line, if you look at the defensive ends, there were four guys that got a good chunk of reps yesterday. The starters, Andre Branch and Cam Wake. Andre Branch had 43 reps, which goes for 74% of the team reps out of their 58 reps on defense in total. So good to see the Dolphins get 10 more plays off than the Chargers. That usually results in a win when you run more plays, just kind of based on how the game goes. But it's a good sign. So Andre Branch, 74% of the snaps on Sunday. Cam Wake only was out there for 33, which can, uh, constitutes 57%. That's kind of where you expect to see him with his pass rush ability and, and get him off the field and some running downs, get him some rest, keep those older legs fresh. 
I know that last year there was a big deal about him not starting, but that's kind of where you want him to be starting or not. William Hayes earned 25 reps, which is 43%. I expect that number goes up because Charles Harris had 27, which is 46%. So more than Will Hayes. I expect Hayes to kind of cut into that snap count because he's just been impressive the entire time he's been a Miami Dolphin. So you go Branch with 74%, Wake with 56 Charles Harris 46 and Will Hayes, 43. Terrence Fade did not get in the game on defense. And then on the inside and the interior, it's the same story with Jay Ajayi as it is in Dominican Sue. He was out there for 53 out of the 58 snaps. That's 91% of the time. That is unheard of for a defensive tackle who's in there just pushing massive bodies around all game. And as I mentioned on the show yesterday, he was dominant as could be, as he always is. Devon Godshow did not start alongside him, but he did get more reps than Jordan Phillips. Devon Godshill gets out there for 32 reps, 55% of the reps. Jordan Phillips is out there for 21, which is 36% of the reps. So Phillips gets the start. Godshill outplays him, and that reflects in the snap counts. I would be shocked if Godshill does not start Sunday against the Jets in New York. Vincent Taylor got three reps, which is 5% of the count, so he got some action there too. A good rotation I liked or on on Sunday from the Dolphins. I thought that was a, a good way to handle it. Very surprised to see Charles Harris get that many reps up over Jordan or up over uh, William Hayes, excuse me there. Linebackers, I mentioned this on Twitter. I, <laughs> some of the guys didn't like seeing some of the things I had to say about Mike Hole, but Mike Hole, Kiko Alonso, as I mentioned, your two linebackers are always going to be on the field. Even in nickel packages, they stay out there to cover. Mike Hole, Kiko Alonso, both on the field, every play, 58 snaps each. Chase Allen saw 15 snaps for a 24% count. Uh, PFF gave him a pretty good grade in the game. Not really sure that I saw what exactly that was there that he did well or didn't do well, but he's out there for 14 of the plays on Sunday. Xavier Howard, 55, and Byron Maxwell, 55, which is 95% of the plays. So each of those guys was brought off the field on three reps each. I would assume that was a goal line package or something to that effect or some something where they had a heavy set and they brought out more linebackers or, or, or more safeties which doesn't really add up here because if you look at the safeties, Rashad Jones and Nate Allen had 58 reps and Bobby McCain had 44 reps. So that's 75% of the time. Like I mentioned, he, your your nickel, backer, nickel cornerback is going to get three-fourths of the reps and your third linebacker is going to get about a, a quarter of the reps, maybe a little bit more than that. So those are your reps for the day for the, for the defense and the offense. I think you'll see a little bit more rotation on the offense with the running backs and maybe even the receivers a tad bit here and there, probably the tight ends too. I think that defensive rotation is going to be what you see going forward. Uh, the big notes there, as I mentioned, Devon Godshow getting significant more reps than Jordan Phillips. And then Mike Hole out there for 58 snaps. He actually played, you know, he had a hand in that run defense as well. So good to see that. And speaking of those, that run defense and all the stats, let's dive into some offensive and defensive stats here from the game on Sunday. But first, I want to remind you guys, this is the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Your host, Travis Wingfield. Follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash List. That is the Locked On Dolphins podcast at Wingfield NFL. So this is the t- statistical portion of the show. As I told you guys, I get kind of further into the analytics. I like knowing percentages and efficiency and all that kind of stuff. So I don't really want to get into the passing yards and that type of thing. Although I will mention the Dolphins 
if the stat really stands out, I'll mention it, but I'm not going to give you guys passing and rushing yardage. I want to do efficiency numbers because I think those are more important. But the one volume number that really stands out was the rushing yards. Dolphins go for 111 yards as the Chargers go for just 44. So a big discrepancy in the run game. Really the difference in the football game as the Chargers outpass the Dolphins by a decent amount. And the total yardage comes out to 367 for the Chargers, 336 for the Dolphins. Got to get better on that front there. But a pretty even game all around. Those are the kind of games that usually come down to a field goal at the end. Chargers, six penalties for 56 yards. Dolphins, five for 23. Although I mentioned it on the show, that could have been a lot worse in the Dolphins' favor in terms of some of those penalties. Now, third downs where the Dolphins won this game. And five out of 13 on third down. Not the best percentage, but it's better than the Chargers, two for eight converting only a quarter of their third downs. That's where the Dolphins won this game. Miami was 0 for 1 on fourth down also, but that was the Hail Mary throw away, so that doesn't really count. So 5 out of 13 on third down, which is right around a 38% clip. You got to do better than that to win most games, but that's that's good enough. It's certainly better than the Chargers, 25%. Some of those third down conversions were longer ones too. I know the one to Jarvis Landry down in the red zone on a third and eight was a very big conversion at the time. However, the Dolphins did not knock it in for a touchdown, so I guess it really didn't make a difference. But that's the kind of stuff that you have to do to win games. Convert third downs in the red zone down the plus side of the field is really the way to win games in the NFL. Time of possession was in the Dolphins' favor slightly. They had the ball for 33 minutes, 22 seconds. The Chargers just 26 minutes, 38 seconds. And you really probably can factor in the running game as to why that was the case on Sunday. I talked about the guard play and how impressive that was in the game on Sunday. Jay Ajayi, out of his 122 rushing yards, 52 of those yards came up the middle on 14 carries. And then 37 of those yards on 5 carries came off the right side. Whereas only 4 carries for 11 yards came off the left side. So Laramie Tunzel kind of had the roughest game on the offensive line, I would say. The interior play was fantastic. And then Juwan James had a good game too. So that kind of gives you an idea where they were on defense or on the offensive side running the football. The Dolphins had nine possessions in the game if you don't include the kneel down at the end of the game, which resulted in 19 points. That is an average of 2.1 points per drive. The NFL average is two points per drive, so that's right where you want to be in terms of converting drives into points. You probably want to get 12, 11, 12 drives in any given game, and obviously if you go above that, you're just talking about icing on the cake at that point. But their drive or points per drive was right where you want to be, whereas the Chargers on nine drives with their 17 points register a 1.89 points per drive. So obviously not a lot of discrepancy there in game one of the season, but that's that's how you win games. You score more points. But points per drive is a really important number. One I'm going to talk about on this podcast, on the Tuesday podcast throughout the course of the season. The Dolphins really, really turned things up on three specific drives. They had a 13-play drive to open the season, or the game, I should say. And that resulted in a field goal after 70 yards and six minutes, 18 seconds of clock. And then a drive in the... Their touchdown drive in the third quarter was only six plays, two minutes, 53 seconds, went 75 yards for a touchdown. And then their next series, 12 plays for 67 yards and a field goal. That was five and a half minutes. Next series was 14 plays, 64 yards, seven minutes, and only a field goal there too. So a lot of ball or a lot of uh, possession, a lot of, a lot of ball control offense, just got to finish in the red zone. They went 0 for 4 in the red zone, converting touchdowns there yesterday or on Sunday, I should say, a big miss there. I mean, that's, you know, four points on every drive. Let's say you convert just two of those. The game is all of a sudden a 23-27-17 victory. So you got to convert in the red zone at at least a 50% clip to get touchdowns there. And that's where the Dolphins really failed in that game. But luckily, it didn't buy them the butt, and they still got the win. 
Moving on to the individual statistics, Jay Cutler posts a 101.8 quarterback rating, or I should say passer rating, and that came on 24 of 33 passing for 230 yards and a touchdown. He took two sacks, but a good day from Jay Cutler from a statistical standpoint. I told you about Jay Ajayi's 28 carries for 122 yards. His long run was 20 yards. He caught two passes for four yards, not that impressive. And then Jarvis Landry was the big target of the day as he hauls in a whopping 15 targets, 13 grabs, 78 yards. That's just 5.2 yards per target, which is well below where you want to be in terms of a Pro Bowl receiver. Last year, I want, I, Landry is up around 8 yards per target, which was right around Antonio Brown level. So Jarvis Landry's best season in 2016 was more about efficiency rather than volume. This game was more about volume, some of those third-down screen passes that he got. Kenny Stills just had five targets, only two catches for 37 yards in the course of the big touchdown. That's kind of what he is, a 50-50 guy, but he makes up for it in yards per catch. Devontae Parker, not a good catch percentage, only four catches on nine targets, 85 yards though. That's going to give you, let's see, 85 divided by nine is 9.4 yards per target. So that's more where you want to be opposed to Jarvis Landry. So Devontae Parker, much more productive than Landry, even though the volume numbers go towards Landry in terms of catches. All right, so that is your statistical wrap for the game on Sunday. Dolphins move to 1-0 on the season as they host the or they will travel to New York to face the Jets next Sunday. And let's get to last one last topic here before we end the show. I just wanted to talk a little bit about Lawrence Timmons. I put out some feelers on Twitter to see how people felt, and I didn't really get a positive reaction as much as I did more negative. I don't have any kids. I don't know how, what it's like to have kids. I have a nephew. That's as close as I get to kids. But he apparently he left the the Dolphins or the Dolphins team hotel and was found in Los Angeles International Airport because of drama over his child that he was apparently missing. I, I mean, it wasn't a newborn. It wasn't like he was missing the birth of his child. The child was not physically in any danger or in ill health. He just missed the kid and wanted to go back and see the kid, I suppose. I, I'm having a really tough time piecing this together because I don't want to say something wrong because I don't really know all the details and I don't know what he was thinking or what the situation is there. But what I do know, and I'm, I think this is probably what Adam Gaze, how he operates, and I'm sure he'll talk to Lawrence about this when he finally sees him, but I think that the way he has to operate is all about the football team and that operation. I know he's a very personable guy, and I'm sure he's going to talk to Lawrence about what's going on exactly, but the way he sees it, Lawrence Timmons didn't show up for a football game where they needed him, and that's a that's a pretty blatant breach of contract. I mean, there are certain excuses you can make, you know, if there was a death in the family, if a child was being born, something like that, I can understand, but something as minor as just, you know, being a little bit homesick, I suppose, that's a pretty big, big red flag, and you have to wonder where Lawrence Timmons is at mentally, whether he is healthy or whether he's just not there right now in terms of being, you know, on this football team. Big decision coming with Adam Gaze. We should know more as the day winds on, as the Dolphins get back into the work week on Wednesday. Today, obviously, the players' day off on Tuesday. But I, I imagine there's lots of things on the table in terms of what they could do. They could cut him. That guarantees his salary. I think a suspension sounds more reasonable and more likely to find out maybe if this guy wants to keep continue on. If he doesn't after the suspension ends, maybe he goes to the NFI list, non-football, inactive list. I don't really know. It's a really tricky situation. We'll see what happens with him, but... I think you have to have some kind of punishment here because you can't just bail on your professional responsibilities. I mean, I can't do that at my job. You guys can't do that at your job. And Lawrence Timmons can't do that at his job. So very curious to see where Adam Gaze goes with that. But that's going to do it for today's show, guy. Today's show, guys. I'm going to have a guest on Thursday's show. He is enemy territory coming into the podcast, a New York Jets fan, but he's a good buddy of mine. He is my 
original podcast debut I made on his show, the AFC East Bros. That is Kyle Smith. Check back on Thursday for that preview of the game. He's a very realistic guy. He knows they're in for the tank. He's not going to give you a bunch of crap you don't want to hear. I'm going to talk to him about what some of the things the Jets that the, that the Jets do that, that could concern the Dolphins as few things as there may be. I want to just talk to him about that and see what he thinks about it. But that's going to do it for today's podcast, guys. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. And check out the other Locked On Sports podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. And check out thirdand10.com for the Week 2 NFL quarterback wrap-up. Be back tomorrow with another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. Fins up. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.